worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we chat with former Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart about his harvest just west of Regina at Pence and a look at crops around the province. The Provincial Agriculture Extension Specialist in Outlook gives an update on harvest northwest of Regina. Real Agriculture looks at Canadian pork support programs. The latest edition of the Canadian Farmer's Almanac is out, but only in an online digital format. Our winter is forecast to be crazy weather, but nice fall weather for harvest. And we take a look at the impact of COVID-19 on the pork plant in Brandon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-642-2378. Overnight light rain in the Regina area will cause limited delay to harvest this week. Lumsden Morse SAS Party MLA Lyle Stewart farms about 20 miles west of Regina near Pence. The former Minister of Agriculture expects to resume harvest shortly after the light rain. No, we just got a few specks, but it's uh, it's humid enough that we're not going yet this morning, but it won't be long. So it won't have much impact on harvest? No, not, not the little bit we got here. I guess there was more in other places. Regina, I heard, had more. What type of percentage done are you with harvest? Oh, uh... Probably not quite a quarter. We're farms about a third in lentils, and we're about two thirds finished with them. So we got a ways to go, but uh, nice to get the. It'll be nice to get the lentils done in the next few days before before we do get a real rain. How is the yield so far? It's in places it's a little disappointing, and other places it's about what we expected. But there was a a storm came through right at flowering time. We think the storm knocked some flowers off uh, some of them. Have you got any numbers you can share? Oh, we've, uh, you know, from 25 to 32 in that range is what we've been getting. The 25 being the ones on the path of that storm and the 30 pluses uh, uh, missed most of it. How do crops look in your area? Really good considering, you know, such a dry start to the year and, uh, uh, we only really got one week of kind of nice rains generally in here. And, and uh, other than that, just little showers. We grew a pretty decent crop around this part of the country with very little moisture. Just happened to be timely is all. What else do you have to harvest and when do you hope to be done? Well, we got Durham wheat will be next. There's, uh, and uh, about a third of the farm is in Durham. And then uh, finally canola. And that's uh, it. And canola looks really good, and so the Durham looks pretty good too. So I think the 
the little lentil glitch is kind of a freak because of that windy storm that we had right at the wrong time. Yeah, we had a lot of wind this year. To me, it seems. Describe the yeah. growing season. Describe the growing season a little better for me. Well, it started out cold and and uh, kind of backward and very dry. I mean, there was moisture from uh, the previous fall. That's what kind of saved us. Uh, but we got seeding done in decent time, and uh, despite the cold, and uh, and the crop got off to a you know a fairly good start. Maybe a bit delayed because it was so cool at germination time, but not a problem. It turned real dry, and uh, uh, finally got uh, two and a half inches of rain one week, and uh, that really that really made the crop. It was we're getting pretty desperate when that arrived. I think that was late June, if I remember right. But anyway, it's grown a pretty good crop. This hot weather is certainly uh, ripened crops quickly. Yeah, it, well, it sure has. It's uh, it's exactly what the doctor ordered now. I mean, it's uh, the crop was uh, really pretty well finished, except for some of the later canola, which might have got hurt a bit by that heat early on. But it, it's uh, generally speaking, for harvest weather, you can't beat it. It's pretty nice. Your expectations for crops across the province? I'm expecting a great crop across the province. My, uh, I've been around a bit, and it looks to me like like this is going to be a big one. Care to speculate in terms of third best, fourth best province-wide? Well, it's hard to do that, but, you know, uh, I don't know if it'll be a record or not, but it'll be in the top five, I bet. Finally, because it's so dry, concern about wildfires? Yeah, that's a potential uh, threat, all right, especially when we get wind, and uh, it always seems to happen. But one thing about it, everybody's always as ready as you can be, you know. There's usually a few discs hooked up to tractors around the country, and people see smoke, they come running, (laughs) because it can spread pretty fast. And So people are good about dealing with it, but the conditions are sure right for, for fires, that's for sure. Former Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart farms about 20 miles west of Regina near Pence. Um. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Harvest is moving ahead in many parts of Saskatchewan with this week's latest heat wave. The crop extension specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kindrachuk, estimates combining is 10 to 15 complete in her region, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. Harvest is starting to progress uh, quite quickly now. Um, The heat has certainly matured a lot of our crops a lot in the past few weeks. So uh, producers are busy swathing and combining um, a a range of crops now, so peas and lentils. Um, There's been the odd canola field that has been combined now and then cereals as well. What would be the percentage done? Up in our area here around Outlook, we would maybe be looking at around 10 to 15% done. Have you heard of any early yields? No, nothing um, definitive for yields yet, though we have heard that they are quite variable depending on where the rains hit earlier this summer. So anywhere from like 8 to 48 bushels on lentils so far. Um, so that also depends, yeah, on where, where we got rain and then uh, which fields also got some of that late season root rot. So you, I guess you can't say you're having a bumper crop. It sounds pretty variable. It is quite variable, yeah. We haven't had any uh, measurable rain since about mid-July, so um, that combined with the heat has certainly um, affected yields maybe more than we were expecting earlier. 
Were crops late this year or early? It was variable, again, depending on um, how much uh, we still had to harvest in some areas uh, earlier this spring, um, and then just how how wet we were in different places as well. Um, so it was all over the board, but I think this heat that we're having has uh, brought everything up to about the same maturity now. Any problems with crop diseases, insects, and even hail? Um, depending on where we were, there was a little bit of hail maybe in the southern uh, part of our region uh, this year from some of the storms earlier in June and July. But we have been battling with root rots in peas and lentils this year. And I haven't heard of any uh, significant insect issues this year, though we were watching for them quite closely. So you said dry weather has been the key problem this growing season. Yeah, just it's just been uh, quite dry a little bit later here um, since mid-July. You know, we got uh, a decent amount of rain earlier on and things were looking really good, but we didn't have that moisture in the soil to hold us through. So strange year when you've got root rot as a problem and still too dry. <laughs> you betcha, yeah. And that's the thing with root rots is they can impact the crop at any point in the growing season. So they, they came in a little bit later this year. W- when do you expect harvest to wrap up then? Oh, that's that's still up in the air. I'd say um, if we continue to get this decent weather, we could probably see a lot of harvest being wrapped up uh, by mid to end of September. But that, of course, will depend on, on what happens with the weather here in the next few weeks. I mean, it is quite dry, so we are watching for fires and there are fire bans. So producers are, are watching out for that as well around here. So wildfires are a bit of a concern for farmers in that area? Yeah, just with the machines heating up and the crops being so dry, um, it would be quite easy for for fires to be out of control. So um, everybody is on on alert for that this time of year. And good to warn producers, uh, probably across the whole province, it's been so hot in in August. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that most producers all over the place are going to be on the watch for that and monitoring everything. Kaylee Kindrachuk is the crop extension specialist in Outlook, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm talking right now to Rick Bergman. He's the chairman of the Canadian Pork Council. Rick, how are you doing? Doing good. Thanks uh, for the call. Hey, Rick. So you sent out a release yesterday asking the federal government to consider targeted enhancements to agri-stability. What are you talking about? Right. So uh, come up. October, the FedProv territorial uh, meeting occurs where all of the provincial ag ministers with our federal ag ministers sit down and, and talk about life and all the other good things uh, as far as agriculture in our good country of Canada. And what we've proposed to, uh, uh, to them to consider is to, uh, number one, revamp the program so it'll help us. Um, it's, it's, uh, COVID has come to town and, and the program is proving 
to be uh, limiting in value. So there are some proposals that we're bringing forward. Um, so over the past, I don't know, 10 years, we've talked to the government in regards to increasing the trigger to 85%, and we've moved away from that basically saying, look, forget about the trigger, focus on the compensation rate, move that up to 85%. That'll increase uh, payments so that it gives farmers the help they need, and it'll affect those who need it the most. So we figure it's a a winning solution, and we're really hoping that they're going to spend a lot of time uh, looking at this, and um, as they're representing agriculture across Canada, that they look at it as a solution that could uh, benefit the pork sector. So do do you think leaving the trigger at 70% but the top up to 85, do you think that's more palatable to this government? Well, if the compensation rate, if the trigger stays where it's at and the compensation rate uh, moves, uh, we understand from from our knowledge and, and our study of it that it would be a benefit to to, to the pork producers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately, I mean, if they've, if we've asked for one thing for 10 years and it's all, and, and nothing has, has occurred, then, then um, we've got to try something different because uh, our industry, our sector here in our country brings over $25 billion worth of economic value to Canadians and our government. Every sow, Sean, on the farm creates over $20,000 worth of value across our country in one way or the other, with trucking, with employment, with exports. And, hey, when we're exporting product, we're bringing in new money to our country. Hmm. And you know what? In, in, <laughs> in the quest of coming up with a, a recovery, an economic recovery plan for Canada, we're part of the solution. Let's keep our exports strong. Let's bring you money into the country via those exports and uh, gives us an opportunity of rebuilding what, what the country has lost over the time that COVID has come to town. How, how big of an obstacle is it, do you think, Rick, the fact that you know, use of some of the programs that are currently in place, not great in some parts of the sector. Uh, it continues to be something that came up under old finance minister Bill Morneau. Uh, do, do you think that's still a stumbling block for this government to get their head wrapped around? So yeah, that's a valid question. So those programs have brought value to a limited extent. So um, you know when you're when you when you have this program where you can you know borrow the forty grand and you and uh, I mean that that is super. With with today's farm and the size of today's farm, that that forty grand doesn't it doesn't make impact a, a positive impact. So does it help? Yeah, of course. But is it is it really impactful for the producer to say, "Hey, I got that. I'm going to keep on going." This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Your Agra weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. 
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, mainly sunny sky, wind northwest 30, the high today, and we've reached it 30 degrees, the low 14. Wednesday, clearing sky, the high 28 tomorrow, 60% chance of evening showers, the low 10. Thursday, partly cloudy, 40% chance of showers. Thursday, the high 24, the low 8. Sunny on Friday with a high 22, the low 7. Saturday sunny, the high 26, the low 11. Sunday cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 20, the low 9. Monday cloudy with 60% chance of showers, the high 16. Normal high is 23, the normal low is 8. The sun rose at 6.03 this morning. It sets at 7.58 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac at 31 degrees and the cold spot up north Collins Bay at 9 degrees. On the roundup, Estevan is 29, Saskatoon 17, Swift Current 23, Weyburn 28, Yorkton is 21, Regina sunny and 30, that's 86 Fahrenheit, Windsor from the west, southwest 21, gusting to 31. Humidity is 33%, the barometer dropping 100.7. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 27 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest, 24, gusting to 37. Once again, Regina, sunny and 30. That's 86 Fahrenheit. Back in a You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com The latest edition of the Canadian Farmer's Almanac has been released. It's predicting a crazy winter for the three prairie provinces. Managing editor Sandy Duncan is telling Saskatchewan residents to prepare for a tough winter. But she says weather for the fall harvest will be very good. Well, it's looking pretty good. Um, We're calling for mostly dry and pleasant conditions, Um, actually pleasant temperatures and average rainfall. So that looks pretty good for harvest seasons for the upcoming fall season ahead in your neck of the woods. I understand, though, you've got a pretty tough winter looming for southern Saskatchewan. Yes, you know, the 2021 edition of the Canadian Farmers' Almanac just released its winter outlook, and overall we're calling for a winter divided. But in your listeners' area, we're calling for... It's going to be near normal temperatures, but it's going to be a very wintry mixed bag of precipitation, meaning that there's going to be quite stormy, a lot of rain mixed with sleet, mixed with snow. So it's going to be kind of a tough winter on top. The temperatures may not be so bad, but that would mean all that stormy conditions may be more of the yucky, icy stuff rather than the pretty white snowfall. So you're expecting a lot of blizzards, but kind of average temperatures? Yeah, we're not really calling for a blizzard. We're saying above normal snow to wintry mix, crazy in between. We kind of divided the country up and said that we'd be um, uh, a little bit of a crazy in between, and that kind of is what you guys are predicted. It's kind of being near normal temperatures, so there will be cold conditions, uh, but not bitterly cold. But it does look very stormy, very wet and wild. So generally uh, our last rains occur in November, sometimes December, sometimes January, but usually it's snow after December. You're expecting, uh, did I get it right, uh, above normal snowfall? 
Yes, above normal snowfall or winter precipitation, as I mentioned, because of the um, near normal winter temperatures. Uh, some of it may fall a little more icy and rain, but it does look like it's going to be a lot of precipitation for the winter ahead. How does it compare with other winters? Like, is it going to be worse than last year? Um, last year was interesting. You know, I do, it doesn't seem to be such a tough winter as it was or what we thought it was going to be. And that's because a lot of the cold air stayed kind of locked up. Some of it did spill in. Of course, you guys get the cold conditions no matter what in the winter. But, you know, looking ahead, it just looks, it's going to be kind of a normal as far as temperatures go. But I, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of precipitation. What will next spring be like and next summer? Sure. Well, spring looks very rainy and a lot of thunders on top, so it's going to be one of those wet seasons. Hopefully it'll clear enough to get your uh, your farms and your gardens planted. And then the summer um, looks actually wet as well. It looks like we're going to on a wet spree for a while in your neck of the woods. Um, a wet but hot summer. So it's going to start off wet and get really hot as the summer continues. So in summary, it looks like you're calling it uh, a winter divided uh, across the country of Canada. You've got a compelling winter weather forecast of cold and snowy in the north, dry in the west, and everything crazy in between. And you fall right in that crazy in between. Which means? Means it's going to be a little bit of everything. And like I mentioned, the uh, wintry mixed bag precipitation, meaning that it's going to be snow, it's going to be ice, it's going to be rain. So we're really kind of thinking that it's going to be kind of a stormy, wet winter on tap. Sandy Duncan is the managing editor of the Canadian Farmer's Almanac. This is the first year the Canadian Farmer's Almanac has moved to a digital-only format. The electronic version is available on the Farmer's Almanac website. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The latest market outlook from Sask Wheat says the Australian wheat crop is estimated at 26 million tonnes, with the key growing month of September still to come. There's mixed rainfall in Australia. In Argentina, drought is threatening wheat crops and yield estimates continue to drop. Only 22% of the Argentine crop is concerned is rated good to excellent. Wheat production in Argentina is pegged at 21 million tonnes. Germany lowered its crop production by 1 million tonnes due to dry weather to 21.5 million tonnes. There's been persistent dryness in France, Germany and Spain. In Russia, the spring wheat crop is suffering from dry weather and it's estimated at 20 million tonnes, down 1 million tonnes from last year. Kazakhstan wheat production is estimated at 12.5 million tonnes, down 1 million from last month, still 1 million tonnes better than last year. By comparison, Canadian wheat production, including Durham, is estimated at 34 million tonnes this year. Hog producers in Saskatchewan and Manitoba are hoping processing operations will continue at the Maple Leaf plant in Brandon. The facility is struggling with a few dozen positive COVID-19 employees. But at this point, Manitoba public health officials say there's no sign the coronavirus is being spread in the workplace. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of Sask Pork. We send just under 400,000 hogs a year to the plants. That works out to about 7,000 a week. And so were that plant to, to cease operations, it would have a very large impact on a number of our farms in Saskatchewan. Ferguson says Western Canada processors are keeping current with producer supply. We haven't had any, you know, disruptions to date to our slaughter. We're told that uh, 
they may have had to slow down their their slaughter a little bit due to uh, some of these cases that happen. But I think for now we're in a in a fairly good situation in terms of the number of hogs going in there. Ferguson says it's important for the Brandon plant to keep operating. Well, I don't think there's any one plant that could take on you know the number of hogs that are going into that facility. If if there was a very short-term temporary disruption, I'm sure that. You know, each of the other plants, such as Thunder Creek or, you know, uh, High Life or Ollie Milk could take on a few extra hogs and probably help out a bit. But it's, uh, you know, as long as it's a short-term disruption, I, I don't think we would have too many problems catching up again. Pork prices have been struggling mainly due to an oversupply in the U.S. Since the pandemic started, it's uh, it's been a very difficult situation. We had um, a slaughter disruption that started in April in the U.S., and what that did is it backed up, you know, a bunch of hogs because they couldn't make it to market because the plants weren't uh, weren't operating at full capacity. So there's uh, still reports that there's around 2 million pigs that haven't been slaughtered that should have been in the U.S., so that's feeding into our pricing signals and our generally depressed prices in North America. You know, it's definitely hurting prices. Ferguson hopes the situation will improve in coming months. We started the year with a lot of promise and market upside with the, the China situation and their tremendous demand for pork. And I think, you know, as we move through this year, we're going to see, uh, you know, a definite improvement in prices going into next year, but it's just a, a matter of getting there. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of Sask Pork. Best. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Today's Viterra grain prices were mixed. Canola gained two ten at four hundred forty-four dollars and ninety-seven cents. Lentils dropped one dollar at five twenty-eight fifty. Number one red spring wheat rose two dollars eighty-one cents at two eighteen zero four. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty-six thirty-nine. Feed barley one sixty-one seventy. Flax five hundred forty dollars eighty-five cents. Oats one seventy-one eighty-two. Yellow peas two forty four eighty nine and feed wheat one sixty six sixteen. September Minneapolis wheat gained nine and three quarter cents at five fifteen and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 25th. We had a regular sale last week. The market on butcher cattle has been holding steady. D1 and D2 cows sold from 83 cents to 93 cents. D3 cows sold from 70 cents to 80 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. Heiferettes sold from a dollar to a dollar 12, and good butcher bulls sold from a dollar 15 to a dollar 30. We had a pre-sorted. 
yearling sale here last week as well. The market was better than what we were expecting. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.87 and sold up to $2.09. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold up to $2.09. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $2. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.78 and sold up to $1.88. Heifers were about 10 to 15 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest pork prices. Ham sold 9,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 134 to 164 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 134 to 165 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Foam Lake Combine Lotto. Win $225,000 in cash or three hundred grand in combine cash. To get info at CombineLotto.com. U.S. consumer confidence fell for a second straight month in August as a resurgence of COVID-19 cases in many states heightened pessimism about the economy. The conference board in the U.S. reports that its consumer confidence index declined to a reading of 84.8 in August, down from 91.7 in July. The drop indicates that renewed shutdowns this summer as virus cases escalated had weighed on consumer attitudes. Consumer confidence is closely watched because consumer spending accounts for 70% of American economic activity. Few details have emerged from a phone meeting held today by top U.S. and Chinese trade negotiators as part of the Phase 1 truce aimed at ending a tariff war between the two biggest global economies. China's Ministry of Commerce says the two sides discussed strengthening coordination of economic policies, but the announcement gave no details. President Xi Jinping's government has lobbied Washington since at least 2016 to coordinate macroeconomic policies. The latest meeting included Vice Premier Liu He, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. The world's tourism industry has suffered more than $300 billion in export losses due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In a policy briefing and video address, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres noted that tourism is the third largest export sector of the global economy behind fuels and chemicals. He says in 2019, tourism accounted for roughly 7% of global trade and in some countries that could represent more than 20% of the national GDP. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading amid losses in the materials sector while U.S. stock markets were mixed. The TSX Composite Index was down 75 points at 16,550. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 137 points at 28,170. The Canadian dollar traded at 75.73 cents U.S. compared with 75.72 cents on Monday. The October crude oil contract was up 44 cents at $43.06 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... Hey. You've been listening.
listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.